0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Beloved in the Lord, let us draw near with a true heart and confess our sins to God our Father, asking Him in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to grant us forgiveness. I will go to the altar of God, to God my exceeding joy. Our help is in the name of the Lord. Amen. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. In his great mercy, God made us alive in Christ even when we were dead in our sins. Hear the word of Christ through his called servant. I forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit.
1: These are the ones coming out of the great tribulation. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Are the ones coming out of the great tribulation. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the The Lord be with you.
0: Let us pray. Almighty and everlasting God, you knit together your faithful people of all times and places into one holy communion, the mystical body of your Son, Jesus Christ. Grant us so to follow your blessed saints in all virtuous and godly living, that together with them, we may come to the unspeakable joys you have prepared for those who love you. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. The first lesson for the feast of all saints is written in the revelation of Jesus Christ to Saint John, chapter seven. all the angels were standing around the throne and around the elders and the four living creatures. They fell down on their faces before the throne and worshiped God, saying, Amen, praise and glory and wisdom and thanks and honor and power and strength be to our God forever and ever. Amen. Then one of the elders asked me, These in white robes, who are they? And where did they come from? The sun will not beat upon them, nor any scorching heat, for the lamb at the center of the throne will be their shepherd. He will lead them to springs of living water, and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes." This is the word of the Lord.
1: (laughs) These are the ones coming out of the great tribulation. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb.
2: in
0: The second lesson is written in the first letter of Saint John, Chapter Three. How great is the love the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called children of God, and that is what we are. The reason the world does not know us is that it did not know him. Dear friends, now we are children of God, and what we will be has not yet been made known, but we know that when he appears we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. Everyone who has this hope in him purifies himself just as he is pure. This is the word of the Lord. Please
1: stand. (laughs) Since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us look to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith. Alleluia! Alleluia! Alleluia!
0: The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the fifth chapter. because great is your reward in heaven, for in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you." This is the Gospel of the Lord. Grace and peace to you from God the Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ in the name of Jesus. The Festival of All Saints is not a celebration of really good people who are now in a really good place. That would, I think, reflect a misunderstanding of what a saint is, that a saint is just a a really good person instead of one who has been made holy in the blood of Christ by faith. Nor is it simply a looking forward to, a longing for that really good place without all the horrible, terrible things of this life. It is that, but it would reflect a misunderstanding of we thought if it was only a really nice place if we didn't also keep in mind that the what makes heaven, heaven is the presence of our Lord Jesus Christ to be with him. This festival does, however, direct our thoughts to those saints, those holy ones, who now rest from their labors in heaven. And as such, the Feast of All Saints directs us not not so much about what we should be, or even about what we will be, but it directs us to what is, to what we are. And Jesus, in our gospel for today, the beginning of his Sermon on the Mount, he does just that. He tells us what is. Many people read Jesus' words of this sermon, the Sermon on the Mount, as a lesson in what you should be. The first section, the opening verses, what we read, are called the Beatitudes. And some people will take that as a a play on words and they'll say, yeah, see, that's the the Beatitudes. It's what you should be and it's the attitude that you should have in order to be called Blessed. But that's not what Jesus says. Jesus doesn't say, blessed will you be if you are. He said, blessed are. It's true that these statements of Jesus do teach virtue. And the best way to get at that, what that virtue is in when Jesus says, blessed are, is to actually take the opposite of what Jesus says and what Jesus describes, the the antithesis of, of what is blessed, so blessed are the poor in spirit. The opposite would be those who are rich in spirit, who arrogantly think they have everything with related to their spirit and their spiritual welfare and have no need. Blessed are those who mourn, Jesus says, and the opposite are, are those who aren't troubled at all, who aren't bothered at all about all that is broken and wrong in this world. And do not mourn. "Blessed are the meek," Jesus says. The opposite, their opposite are, are those who can tolerate no injustice, especially toward themselves, and they aggressively go after in anger to right every wrong. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Their opposite are those who are entirely satisfied that they are right enough. They lack nothing, they think. Blessed are the merciful. their opposite are those who care nothing for others, but act in their own self-interest. Blessed are the poor in heart, the pure in heart, that is. And their opposite are those who are not pure, whose hearts and minds are divided, double-minded people who will say whatever others they think that the others want to hear, depends on whose company they're in. Blessed are the peacemakers. Their opposite are those who, who are, will stir up conflict to advance their own cause. Finally, blessed are the persecuted because of righteousness. And their opposite are those who would never be persecuted because of righteousness because they don't particularly care what is right and aren't willing to stand on it. So, so Jesus does praise virtue. And he does condemn their opposite vices. Blessed are those and also woe to those who do the opposite. But that's not primarily what Jesus is doing here. He doesn't say, be this or don't be this. He said, blessed are. He just says what is. And what he says is absolutely true, though it does not seem to be that way at all. It doesn't seem like any of these things that Jesus says will bring blessings, will bring blessings to you. At least now. In fact, it would seem that in this world, in the world in which we live, it is the very opposite of what Jesus says that is most rewarded. The ones who are blessed, we think, are those who have it all, have their way. The aggressive, the successful, the happy, the ambitious, the most who manipulate others, those who are popular, that is how you get ahead in the world and that is how you win. What Jesus says makes you blessed well, that's not what it seems like at all. If you are what Jesus says is blessed, then you are probably what the world calls a loser. And on top of it, it doesn't even seem like we are these things either. We are more, in fact, more often like their opposite vices. But Jesus tells us what is. Blessed are, not you should be, not even will be. It is true that that some of what Jesus says that comes to the blessed is not yet, but will be. And so Jesus says those who are mourned will be comforted, not now, but you will, And the meek will inherit the earth and and will be filled and will see God. That is the manifestation of these things. That is the, the fulfillment of the promises that Jesus makes. But blessed are they, Jesus says. Blessed are you. That's now, that's not just in heaven. And a part of the key to to seeing that is is in Jesus' first beatitude and the very last one. The, The first, blessed are the poor in spirit, and then the last, blessed are those who are persecuted. He says, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven. Jesus tells his disciples that the kingdom of heaven won't, will be theirs, It is theirs now. Because the kingdom of heaven belongs to you. That is how you are, in fact, blessed beyond sight or imagination. Now, beyond the way things appear now, even if what will be has not yet come. How can this be? If How can it be that you are blessed and have the the benefit of these promises if you are not what you should be? See, what if you are no saint? What what if you have not put off all of the ambition and the self-seeking of the world and even of your own sinful flesh? I know it. You know it. You are no saint. How is it that Jesus can talk to his disciples about what they are when they are not yet that? How can he call them saints, those who are holy, when they are not holy? Well, let me ask you this. Who is? Who is what Jesus describes As blessed. And not not in heaven, not among the angels, but here among men. Who on earth is all of these things? Who is poor in spirit? Who mourns? Who is meek? Who has an appetite for righteousness? Who is merciful? Who is pure in heart? and yet persecuted because of righteousness. Anyone? Only one. Only Jesus. And not up in heaven, but here on earth. Same world you and I live in. And to these, his disciples... Living in this same world, Jesus says to them, blessed are you. The Beatitudes go, blessed are they, blessed are the, 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 until the last. Until at the last, Jesus says, blessed are you. When men hate you, when they persecute you, this is the key, because of me. You are blessed. You are a saint, Jesus says, because you are part of me. Blessed are you, not because of what you should be, but aren't. Blessed are you, not because and rejoice, because of that rejoice and be glad, he says, not because of what will be one day, But you are blessed, and you may rejoice, even as you are now, even as things are now, Jesus says, because you are joined to me. You see, the way things are and the way things should be, you know this, they're not the same. And the way things are and the way things will be, those aren't the same either. But Jesus addresses how things are, what is. Blessed are you because he is holy. Because he is right and good and virtuous. And you, dear Christians, have washed your robes in the blood of the Lamb. You have been baptized into Christ. You, as St. John says, you are the children of God. And he invites you to see it too. That is, to believe it too and then to live each day as who he says, who he knows, who he believes you to be, and who he makes you to be. Oh, blessed communion, fellowship divine, we feebly struggle, they in glory shine, yet all are one within your grand design. Alleluia. To our eyes, we do not appear to be one, to be the same with the saints above. But Jesus tells us what is, not what we should be or what we will be. And so it is that by faith we learn to see with our ears, to see what Jesus says. We believe his word. His word about us and our lives and our sins and our forgiveness and our future. Only in Jesus do we see clearly. Only in Jesus, by his word, by his sacrament, does he actually do what we prayed today in our prayer for the day. Does he knit us together as one? Us below with the saints above. Knit us together into one mystical body that is him, that is his body. So that what Jesus says in the Sermon on the Mount is what he says about you. Now, here, blessed are you, blessed are they, in him. Amen please stand. The peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. We join now in confessing the Christian faith using the Nicene Creed. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty. in peace, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For deliverance from all that harms the body and assaults the soul, and for trust to commend ourselves, our bodies, and all things into the hand of our faithful God, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For all ministers of the gospel and for the congregations committed to their care, that they may proclaim the comfort of Christ's sacrifice, and the joy of his resurrection to all who grieve their sin and mourn their dead, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy for fathers and mothers, that they would be strengthened to raise their children in the faith, for those who long for families, that their prayers would be answered, and for expectant mothers and their little ones, that they would be preserved and protected. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy for all in authority over us, especially those who work to bring peace and justice, that God would supply them with his blessing, that they may be inclined to his will and walk according to his commandments, and that he would grant wisdom to our citizens and courage and competence to our leaders. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For those who are sick, suffering, or recovering from illness or injury, that the Lord would be their rock and fortress in their distress. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy for all who are nourished by the holy body and blood of God's Son, that they may be raised up to immortality and incorruption to be seated with him at his heavenly banquet. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy for those who mourn the loss of those they love, that they would be brought at last to the place of everlasting light and life to see God face to face and live in his presence forevermore. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. All these things and whatever else you know that we need, grant us, Father, for the sake of him who died and rose again and now lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Nathan David Bond. Dwayne Allen Schaffring. Colt Charles Fanger. Myrtle Louise Hubbard.
1: The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift
2: them up to the Lord.
1: Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right
2: to give Him grace and grace.
0: It is truly good and right that we should at all times and in all places give you thanks, O Lord, Holy Father, almighty and everlasting God, in the communion of all your saints, gathered into one body of your Son, you have surrounded us with so great a cloud of witnesses that we, encouraged by their faith and strengthened by their fellowship, may run with perseverance the race that is set before us and together with them receive the crown of glory that does not fade away. Therefore, with all the saints on earth and hosts of heaven, We praise your holy name and join their glorious song. Almighty God, endless is your mercy and eternal is your reign. Out of love, you created us and everything which exists. In mercy, you preserved the church in Noah's day with a flood. In grace, you promised to bless us through Abraham's seed. With patience, you protected that seed through the judges and kings of Israel. In faithfulness, you repeated your promises through the prophets. And when the time had fully come, you sent your son, born of a woman, born under law to redeem those under law with a perfect and sufficient sacrifice which paid the price for the sins of the entire world.
1: Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat. THIS DO AS OFTEN AS YOU DRINK IT, IN REMEMBRANCE OF ME.
0: THEREFORE, GRACIOUS LORD, WE BOW BEFORE YOU IN THANKFULNESS FOR YOUR MANY AND VARIED GIFTS, FOR CHRIST'S REDEMPTIVE DEATH, HIS VICTORIOUS RESURRECTION, HIS ASCENSION PROMISES, AND HIS POWERFUL REIGN AT YOUR RIGHT HAND. BOLSTERED BY YOUR ENDLESS GRACE AND PENTECOST SPIRIT, WE EAGERLY AWAIT HIS GLORIOUS RETURN. TAUGHT BY OUR LORD IN TRUSTING HIS PROMISES, WE ARE BOLD TO PRAY. O God, the Father, source of all goodness, in your loving kindness, you sent your Son to share our humanity. We thank you that through him you have given us pardon and peace in this sacrament. We also pray that you will not forsake us, but will rule our hearts and minds by your Holy Spirit so that we willingly serve you day after day. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever.